Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films Podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. Welcome to Theme Park Films Podcast. This episode we will be discussing Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which was an attraction called Honey, I Shrunk the Audience in the Epcot Centre. It opened on the 21st of November 1994, replacing Captain EO, closed on the 9th of May 2010, and was replaced by Captain EO. And now it is home to the Pixar and Disney Short Film Festival. So I'm Carla, and I am joined by Holly. Hello. So I'm guessing this was the first time that you saw Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Is that correct? Yes, I think so. You have not definitely. I've been on the ride, yeah. or the attraction. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember that that much. I remember a dog sneezing. Okay. <laughs> And you got wet, didn't you? I'm sure someone will pick me up on this, but I think that was the first time that they kind of did a 4D attraction. I might be completely wrong. I have nothing to base that on. But in my mind, that was the first kind of one of its kind. And I remember it being a bit scary. I mean, I was young when I went. You know, I was probably about six. So, okay. You so, know, maybe now I wouldn't be scared. But, you know, then I remember sort of, yeah, I think I remember it being a bit scary, the ride, well, the attraction. Well, it opened in 94, so I would have been a teenager when uh, I went on it or went in it. And you would have been a child. So uh, I don't I don't remember being scared. I know lots of people didn't like snake. There was a snake that came out of the screen. That was it. That was yeah. That was scary. And I didn't like um, that they released a load of mice into the audience, and then like air blew up your legs, but it felt like mice blew up your legs. Yeah, I hated that. So before you went in. They had like a Kodak film presentation, you know, that like they always do um, the sort of bits to keep you occupied out out of the heat. They always yes. like put you in a room so you feel like you're moving, but you're not really. Yeah, yeah. And it was a holding pen. Yeah, the holding pen. Uh, but at least you're in the air conditioning, so you're kind of thankful yeah. for small mercies. But it was a uh, Kodak festival, and it was True Colours that used to play, you know, the Cindy Lauper stroke, Phil yeah. Collins song. Yeah. It wasn't that favour of those. I think it was just some generic employee that sang it. I used to walk around uh, Disney World for my teenage years going there with a Walkman on, and I remember distinctly turning the Walkman off when I went in there for for true colours. So that's quite special. I mean, how very sociable of you. Well, I mean, you went you went and you, you had your Kodak moment 
um, you took off your headphones and you listened to it, got emotional uh, or not, as the case may be. And then you get you went through to like an auditorium where you put on your your, your yellow 3D glasses, which were always wet. Did you notice that? They were always wet? Yes, because of the dog. No, I think it's because they used to... I think, don't you think it's because they used to wash them? No, they just would stick them in the bin. They wouldn't wash them, would they? Really? Yeah, why would they need to wash them? Well, could have been on someone's dirty ears. No, <laughs> well, they're not putting them in their ears. No, it was just because of the dog. Wasn't the dog at the end? The dog was at the end, but in my it mind... Came my out. Was... It came out, like it came out, didn't it? The curtains opened, then it came out again. Then you think it's like at the end of something, and then it sneezes, and then it's like everyone's like, oh, God, you know? Well, I'm, I'm a little That's bit right. it because I kind of always congratulated Disney on the fact that they were so clean. And now I'm thinking that that was wrong. Yeah, I'd, I, I would dispute that. I mean, if... Anybody can clarify that would please, be good. But. Please get in touch um, at Theme Park Films on Twitter. You can't find us anywhere else, so you need to join Twitter um, <laughs> and just let us know if if you can uh, if maybe if you work at Disney. I love people that work at Disney. Or if they worked at Disney about you know. Oh, not work their net off. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be like maybe someone retired that works at the yeah. I tried the kids right. Yeah, exactly. Well, this wasn't the only... Uh, I think this is one of the only films, actually, that, that was featured in two parks because it was in MGM Studios, which is now Hollywood Studios as well. There was a playground. Yes. You see, I I just remember it. I don't think I spent that much time there. I just remember it being like a little bit, you know, crazy in there. Well, I I would have been... <laughs> I would have been about 13, 14, so I probably shouldn't have even been in the playground. <laughs> the film itself, yeah, um, that came out on the 23rd of June, 1989, if you were in the USA. But if you were like us, it came out on the 9th of Feb, 1990, which was two days before my 12th birthday. It came out when I was just over a year old. So. Yes. So you may have you may have missed the hype on that one. Yeah, um, yeah I think just. Yeah. So just I mean, so was you, it was it a big film? It was it was a really big film, really big. So um, I saw it on a pirate video. I don't know. Will people know what that means? Bootleg video. Do you know what pirate video? And so I saw it probably 1990. I probably saw it the same year it was at the cinema. And okay. it was very, it was a very, very big film. I think at the time the graphics were quite impressive. And do you remember it? Like, you know, did it stand out to you? Were you like, wow? Yeah, from what oh. I remember, I think, yeah, I really liked this film. When when I first saw it, as a child, I thought it was brilliant. Um, I must admit, when I rewatched it, I was a little disappointed. You see, when I, when I watched it, obviously, it's the only time I can remember watching it. I thought for a film, which is, you know, it's quite a short film. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but... For it being 28 years old, 
Yeah. Didn't mind it. And I don't like watching old films. And when I mean old, I mean anything probably older than like 2005. <laughs> so I, yeah, actually, for it being 28 years old, I didn't, yeah, I thought it was, it was all right. Good. I'm glad that you liked it. What struck me initially, and maybe you didn't pick up on this because it was the first time you were watching it, but the titles are cartoons and they yeah. fit children in it, but they bear no resemblance to the children that are actually in the film. Who are these cartoon children at the start? <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't focus on that, I have to say. I didn't really it, it bothered think about me. that. It, they were like ginger kids. They, 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 no, like there was nothing that resembled. I, I think the boy was older than the girl. Oh, I don't. Maybe, know. maybe they sort of the person doing the cartoons just took so long. You know, they were sort of sketching away and stuff, and then, you know, everything had changed by the time that the person who did the cartoons came back and went, "Oh, it's done." And they were like, yeah. "Well." Didn't get the memo that we changed everyone. Maybe, maybe originally, and then the, the sister was younger, the brother was old. I don't know, but it just struck me as very odd that I'd never noticed. Like, I mean, I don't think any of the characters didn't really, you know, like I don't really remember any of their names. Do you know what I mean? Like when you don't really get involved with the character. There wasn't much character development, maybe. No. The one thing that really stood out for me, actually, throughout the whole film was how incredibly self-centred the dad was. I thought he was self-centred, and I also thought it was very weird how quickly the mother went from practically divorcing him to the minute he comes their children, she loved him. Yeah, and it, and even how it was like, oh, mum wasn't here last night. Yeah. Because, you know, dad and her are sort of, you know, it must be rocky for her to go and stay with her, you know, sister or whoever it was. And then she still calls him to say, oh, you know, hope you do well. Yeah. Was it just me also that got the impression that it was a Saturday? Um, I don't think I even thought. I guess it must have been all school holidays because they were going next door, we're going on a, what, a a trip or something yeah I mean I thought it was I don't know why again if anyone knows let me know but I thought it was the weekend I thought they were going camping for the weekend which then led me on to a couple of things why was the dad doing his presentation on a Saturday that is a bit weird yeah and that the mum I mean, obviously, I know state agents work and stuff. I think the bit which really was very strange was when she, the papers, you know, she didn't go back to the office. The papers came home with her and these, this couple had to come and pick the papers up from their house. Yeah. Um, it's I, just I things never, like that. I never really thought about that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's things like that in a film which really bother me. It's a fair point. And, yeah, you've ruined it even further. I might go down to a four out of ten now. But these ridiculous uh, things in it. Yeah, why Why was all this happening on a weekend? The I thought they gave up quite quickly. Like, I mean, obviously by the end of it, we obviously knew how long they'd been outside. But initially when the food 
when they I found know, that I, cookie, I, that dirty cookie. They found a dirty <laughs> cookie and dove on it like they hadn't eaten in days. I mean, it was only about 25 minutes into the film. <laughs> it, it baffled me. And then I wanted to pick up on the fact that the garden is very messy. I know they're whole houses, but, you know, like just stray bits of cookie and Lego around the place. <laughs> it's very odd. And I also thought that um, it was strange when the dad had, you know, he thought it would be a really good time rather than actually just getting on like your hands and knees and I don't know, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess the idea was good that he made that sort of sort of weird swing thing. Yeah. But I mean, how long would that have taken him? And secondly, the power that that dog had. Yeah. I mean, crazy. Well, I, how did he get out to that, to hang on it anyway? You must have actually trodden on the grass. Fair point. To hang himself up on it. Yeah. I mean, it would have been a disaster. Yeah, because you could have then got on and started looking around and then gone, oh, my God, I just walked on that path. Yeah. And now they're dead. Well, I, I don't know if this is true, but I did see something online that one of the children was supposed to die in it, which sounds a bit morbid for a Disney film. But the whole way through, yeah, for a Disney film. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but the whole way through, I feel, the whole way through, I was sort of thinking it would give it a certain edge if they did die. <laughs> one of the only one of them. Going back to what you said about the cookie, so first of all. They're, they're acting like they haven't eaten in years. Then they find Auntie, which uh, pulls them along. And then the next scene, it cuts them having a sleep. I mean, they're quite young to need to nap. Only an hour into being lost, aren't they? Well, yeah. I just don't know where their energy was at. And I was a little bit like... You know, if I was if I was shrunk in my garden and I could, you know, not not see the house, but you know, you're very close by. I just would sort of be like, let's just continue going. You know, you had the, luckily, the cigarette which seemed to stay alight forever as well. Yeah. Um, just keep going. What are you doing? Yeah. But then I think it takes it back to that the parents gave up very quickly. Well, they all went to bed for a nap. I, mean, I just can't imagine them all going and, and getting a good night's sleep. So we'll try again in the morning. Would that happen? And there was one, actually, at, at the end, and I've actually highlighted it, i put in capital letters here, that the parents are absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Sorry, but the scene where they go in and they're sat at breakfast and the dad is having his bowl of Cheerios, like sat down with a glass of orange juice and the mum's making herself a coffee. And they talk about something where they're like, oh, you know, I mean, if they were by the bin, you know, that would take them forever to get home. Like, that would be awful sort of thing. And it was a bit like, yes. So maybe you want to be trying to find them. They did seem rather relaxed about the whole thing. Like ridiculously relaxed. So, you know, like anything could have happened to them, and it did. There was encounter after encounter for them. 
Well, it really I, was. I it was at the breakfast table that she leaned over and said, I love you, Wayne Selinsky. What? As our children are in mortal danger because of you, I've and now decided I, I don't want a divorce. And I found the mum, actually, when, when she came home and she, he said to her, look at the sofa. And obviously they haven't, they haven't, they've lost the kids, you know. They can't find them. And she walks in the door and he, she goes, he goes, oh, look at the sofa. And she's like, you did it. You've done it. Have you told the kids? And it's just a bit like what you wouldn't think at that point. Like you wouldn't just sort of say, oh, for goodness sake, you haven't, have you? You know, wouldn't, wouldn't that even cross your mind that your children are missing and then someone presents you with a tiny sofa? <laughs> I kind of felt it was a little unrealistic that the neighbour, the neighbour's dad would just volunteer so readily to have himself blown up. Yeah. I agree. Um, and his wife didn't put up that much of a fuss. No, not any. The kids didn't seem bothered to watch their dad be about to be blown up. Um, I, think, I think the true question, actually, the, the true thing at the end of it is, obviously this machine now works. You know, you're blowing up your Thanksgiving dinner. You know, you're getting a big biscuit or bone for the dog. Mm-hmm. Yet you're still in the same house. Have you yeah. not sold your invention to someone and made millions by now? Yeah. Why are they still there? That's a good point. And again, one I didn't think of. And it sort of then takes me back to the conversation about when when they got attacked by that animal. Well, not animal. Well, that's another thing. It was a scorpion, I believe. Do they roam around American gardens? <laughs> where, where, in, where in America are they living? That, that, that's even, I did know actually where did the scorpion come from um i mean maybe if it was set in australia i could believe it but as far as i know america doesn't have scorpions just wandering around their gardens and you know i i have had i've been in america in arizona and there has been a scorpion actually in my room okay um and firstly that's the desert yeah, you know, the, you, the grass wouldn't look like that in the desert. Um, the scorpion was actually quite small. It was a black one. It was quite little. And when I went out, that the next, you know, obviously I was very scared to see it and stuff. Got Adam to sort it out because obviously I wouldn't, you know, I couldn't no. deal with that. Um, when I went shopping later on and I told someone about it out and about. They said, oh, was it really big, the scorpion? And I said, you know, trying to make it sound more dramatic. I said, yeah, it was. And then they said, oh, well, it's the smallest scorpion you have to be worried about. That scorpion on that film, seeming as it wasn't that much bigger than an ant, must have been the most deadliest scorpion yeah, but I mean, actually, relative to the ant, it was more or less the same size. I mean, there's small scorpions, and then there's, I mean, I don't think a scorpion exists, which is ant size, unless it's a baby, which then would probably be with a family. So, I don't know. we're saying this is a little unrealistic in an otherwise believable film. 
exactly. Did you feel sad when 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 Auntie died? Because I remember crying like a baby when this happened. Uh, when I watched it when I was younger, I've actually I actually made a note and I just wrote. I didn't refer to it. I just said Aunt. I said Aunt dying, not emotional. <laughs> so no. I didn't not think, emotional. I didn't think there was any. I found it very emotional. What, even when you watched it back? I, I'll be honest, I looked away because I knew it was coming. I know I couldn't watch it. And I, 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 just, I just looked down until I knew it was over and then I, I looked back up. I mean, I have to say, though, I was a little bit like, oh, but he's not going to die. And then when it did, I was a bit like, oh. Well, you probably enjoyed it. I probably made it more interesting for you, perhaps. It did. Yeah. It made it a bit more real, you know? If only it had been one of the kids as well. <laughs> yeah. It would have been a great film. That it wouldn't have only been about an hour and 20 minutes because, you know, that would have had to have seen a bit of the aftermath of... The well, child dying. They probably would have renewed their wedding vows after a child died because they seemed <laughs> ecstatic when they thought they'd lost them. <laughs> True. So it could have really saved their marriage and cemented it had one of them died. <laughs> Whereas now they're probably divorced. Yeah, sadly. Um, so this did spawn a couple of sequels. Um, I, I don't believe I saw any of the sequels. Um, it was Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, which was when they they went on to have another child, um, a baby, and there was like a baby wandering around town or something. And I have seen that. I haven't seen it. So you've seen the sequel, but you hadn't seen the original. <laughs> yeah. How long? Or are you just thinking that you've seen it because they used the baby in the attraction? Oh, maybe. Because in the attraction, that was part of the 3D show. I believe the baby was called Adam, and I don't know why I remember that, and it might be wrong, but I think he was called Adam, and he picked up the theatre, which obviously is us, and you felt your seat juddering as you were being picked up by this baby. That is probably why I remember it then. I probably haven't seen the film. It is probably that reason. Yeah. Uh, so that, that, was, that was the sequel. And I believe there was another one. And I, I don't know what that was. I don't know what else he could have blown up from. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually try and have a quick look now. Okay. Have a quick Google Do you think it, it was a, a shrunk or a blow up? Oh, look, this. Honey, we shrunk ourselves. <laughs> okay. Sake. Uh, so that that's obviously the two sequels. Honey, we shrunk ourselves and Honey, I blew up the baby. Was that, Or was it just called Honey, I shrunk the kids and I've just made up I blew up the baby? No, it was Honey, I blew up the kid. Oh, you didn't blow up a baby. I guess that's, yeah. I'm a great not the greatest selling point. <laughs> no. Okay. But, but yeah. So, well, we're obviously we're never going to watch those sequels unless we really run out of things to talk about on this podcast. Yeah. 
if you are listening and we're reviewing that, and then please just tell us to stop. I would say. Yeah. We've passed our peak. It's time. If we've got no films left and we have to go back to that, we've hit a low point. It's all gone dramatically wrong. It has. Okay, so I think I think um, we've kind of covered everything we needed to. I don't think we need to delve too much into things. Um, there's loads of other podcasts which I'm sure would give you all sorts of breakdown on the actors and stuff. We're, we're not going to do that. We're just going <laughs> to... <laughs> this podcast is basically us just looking into the very weird bits of films that most people miss. And, you know, yeah. anything to do with, you know, I don't know, technical camera angles and stuff. Not this is really the place. Yeah, we yeah. don't even know how to work Skype. So, you know. No, I mean, this might not this. even be recording for all I know. <laughs> I mean, you may not ever get to hear this. So that concludes our podcast for um, today. We hope you enjoyed it. Please come and find us on at Theme Park Films. Our, on Twitter, come and say hello, and we will catch you in the next one. Bye. <laughs>